everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Event Tech Talk Show. A little bit of a different intro right there, a little flavor of what's to come uh, and a preview of some of the content that we're going to be discussing today. This is a new episode, so if you missed the last episode, um, go to eventtechtalks.com or the Event Tech Live website and go under podcast. There's all the back catalogs of the podcast there, both in video format and in audio format as well. We encourage you to ask questions today. Do ask your questions to our guests, to me. Um, comment, like, share. Let's get you on screen. Let's get you involved in today's content as well. Now, this episode is dubbed partying in the metaverse. Um, I'm going to be chatting with Celeste Leah, who is an event producer, 3D, 3D visual artist, get my words out, DJ, and also James Will, better known as Jay Will, who is the founder of stream platform Vidvin. So these guys are going to be coming on. We're going to be talking about all things metaverse, AR, XR, VR and what the metaverse really means for the events industry, what's already happening um, in the metaverse. Um, there's, I think there's more happening in the metaverse than we actually truly realize. And we're going to be tapping into, you know, some of the stories from what they've already been up to and some of the, you know, interesting things and projects that these guys have got going up. So without further ado, please welcome Jay Will and Celeste Lear to the Event Tech Talk Show. Hi guys, thank you very much for for joining me. I know it's it's early morning for for you, <laughs> Celeste and Jay. Will I know it's a little bit later in the day, but still, thank you for joining me on on today's yeah, episode. Um, before we jump into the metaverse and try and explain what that is and what it means for the events industry, I, I want to give you the guys the opportunity to give us a little background on you, how you started in the event space, what you kind of what you're involved in right now in this space. So, Celeste, I'm going to start with you if if that's okay. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much. So um, I've been working as a um, mostly in the music industry entertainment as a DJ and a event producer over the last 12, 13 years and um, been involved with various event production teams and very passionate about music, um, entertainment. Um, I have always identified with the term futurist and uh, living in the Bay Area I was really like surrounded by people who are always on the cutting edge of technology and a lot of the technology that we use for events also. Um, so my training and background is also in sound engineering and music and I've always had a visual arts side so I was able to uh, find a way to blend all these together um, and most recently this last two years uh, working and playing in the metaverse. And, and that also is a term for uh, virtual reality and the different worlds that people are building in VR. That's awesome. And Jay Will, what about yourself? Where did, where, how did you get started? And, and tell us a little bit more about Vidvim. Great, great. So uh, we are, uh, Vidvim is a virtual entertainment company. I got started uh, in uh, the real world uh, in terms of events and putting on and producing events of uh, every genre, uh, just about anything you can uh, think of, uh, and, and especially around uh, DJ events and uh, and performances and uh, and and artists. And uh, we are also technologists, so we develop technology to allow for streaming uh, and uh, broadcasting of events and um, and performances, and so we uh, kind of married the two uh, during uh, during during COVID and extended it uh, for uh, virtual reality. So, what's the last twelve months been for like you guys? You know, we've we've had physical events taken away. I would imagine. You guys have seen an explosion in the work and the request for information and maybe requests for help and stuff like that. Am I am I kind of hazarding a guess right? Are you you be, you've been flat out over the last twelve months or so. Absolutely, I uh, I've been luckily I got into virtual reality in twenty nineteen um, when a friend came over with goggles and um, let us try it in, in earlier and. Uh, at the end of 2018, actually in the Bay Area, there was a symposium of um, music-related companies and sound and entertainment-related companies that came to San Francisco for a physical 
show and um, installations of their gear um, for people to try. So 2018 is when I got kind of introduced to, to different programs um, applications and the people behind them. And so I've been following them since then, um, going into the metaverse to meet them and now eventually work with them. Awesome. Jay Will, yourself? Yeah, so last, <laughs> last 12 months, uh, really been very, uh, really been crazy uh, with requests coming in. The really neat thing uh, for me uh, is uh, that uh, when my phone rings, it could be anybody. Uh, some of the folks that I've looked up to my my entire life, uh, uh, the artists uh, have been, like they call my phone directly, and I, I don't ask uh, how did you get my number. Uh, inside, I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm talking to. Uh, <laughs> uh, but um, it's just uh, this just this wow interest and wow, what's going on in 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 virtual reality? Uh, how can we get involved? Uh, so it's been crazy. Yeah, I think I think the last twelve months the specific especially you you know it's, it's been a terrible time for the events industry in general i just went to my first physical event in like over 12 months like two days ago i actually think i felt like i forgot how to interact with big groups of people yeah. um don't get me wrong i loved it i was i was on top of the moon but you know the last 12 months have like has massively accelerated the appetite to really understand what these technologies are doing right now and probably what they're going to be doing in the next year and entertainment, the events industry has always been an accelerator of, te accelerator of technology, right? Movie, film, music, um, audio quality streams going up, better concert infrastructure, better events. And now, you know, utilizing VR, AR and the metaverse, we should be able to take events to that next level. That's the way that I see it. I think, I think about my two-year-old son in the background and will his first event be a physical event or will it be a virtual event? Right? <laughs> Who knows? Who, but like... How do you, how would you define what the metaverse is? Because it sounds so alien to events, right? It sounds so disconnected. It's, it's to some, it's probably the actual alter opposite, but it's not, right? Like, the, how would you define it? You, I'll chime in. So the metaverse, I, the first term coined was from a book called Snow Crash, um, which was uh, written back in the '90s. So that's the first, uh, as far as everyone knows, in uh, the, the the term metaverse came up there. And so we've been referring to it lovingly as kind of like the web of all the creation, um, all the 3D worlds, um, all these different platforms that are springing up that we can go to socialize, get exercise, play video games, entertain ourselves. But um, yeah, metaverse, I, I've heard, um, we have a friend named Artsy who's a phenomenal 3D um, artist and designer, she, she calls herself a metaverse architect, and she's a Unity wizard and a Blender wizard. <laughs> so, metaverse is, um, yeah, it's just I would say like the web of of the creation that's going on right now online. Jay, well, would you, would that be the the definition that you give it? Or have you got anything to add to that? Well, that well, I can define it. Um, a little more classically in uh, the convergence of virtual reality and reality, where you get elements of virtual reality in reality and mm -hmm. uh, elements of uh, reality in uh, virtual reality. Uh, so there, um, and there lots of groups have been created out of there. Uh, work with a, a group of, of folks uh, called Metaculture. Uh, and it's the convergence of the metaverse and culture, bringing uh, the metaverse to culture and bringing culture uh, to to the metaverse. That's a really good way. Do you think we'll ever? Uh, this is going to show the really geeky side of me, guys. And I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to do I'm it. Go there. Yes. <laughs> You're among so, friends. <laughs> so for me. I, I've watched Star Trek as a kid, right? My dad liked it. I got brought up on what my dad liked. That's my excuse. And they had the thing called a holodeck, but it was that intersection between what wasn't real and human beings. I think there's actually a theory, a, 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 a theory that Cheers that was actually a represent a holodeck that all the uh, crew from the Star uh, Star Trek kind of went to to experience because it's all the same characters from an actor perspective. If you actually look through the through the <laughs> wow. Cheers series, do you think we'll get to that point? Do you think I will engage? 
with other people in a virtual setting, but from my own home? Will I have like a studio that I walk into and then I can attend an event anywhere at any time? Do you think we'll get there? I think definitely. If we look at uh, all the developments and things that are going on, if you look at Microsoft, the HoloLens, uh, that's what's, what the HoloLens is, is really all about, bringing uh, that virtual reality into into the real world. And so, mm. and, you know, all of the company, the technology companies are going after kind of that augmented reality kind of experience. And I totally, totally expect uh, that is exactly what we'll see. We'll be able to interact um just like that that experience i'm a big star trek fan uh, as well so <laughs> not doing anyone so, teleportation <laughs> is already happening and it, with, it is yeah with it mesh is. technology and also microsoft hololens and we've been seeing performance in fact there's a performance tonight inside of alt space with a soul singer from seattle um, that she is going to be using this technology and they've started a series of these events um, so, and you can see her as a hologram, but it's all in real time and she's That's performing. Amazing. Yeah. It's really fun. Actually, it's really, really fun amazing. to watch. <laughs> One of my very favorite bands on this planet is a band Belmont out of the UK. And, uh, we did a video release, uh, there of a famous son, uh, their new video. Uh, we, we released that in virtual reality. And we also did a mini concert with them. They were live in the UK. We brought them in, um, as holograms into virtual reality. Coolest thing you've ever seen in the world. Um, so, yeah. It's really interesting. You say that J will, because like I've got friends in bands and even my business partner toured Europe and Germany and played in, in, a, in a band kind of all across Europe. I, I'm not sure whether he came to the States or anything like that. But thinking about how artists used to break into a scene or get their music out there or, or build an audience and fans, it was a huge amount of like hard work and graft and going from place to place and roughing it and, and you know staying up late and getting up early. But now it seems to be to Celeste something like Altspace you could you could launch in front of a million people in in seconds and overnight. Do you think do you think the old ways of kind of breaking out as an artist and getting your music out there and things like that? Do you think that's just going to change forever then using this it's, technology? It's so ephemeral. It's always changing. Um, first of all, so so we we have some technology that we use in VR um, that it has to do with how many people can come to events and also can how many avatars can be in one space together. And this is something that I. I like to bring up when we're talking about this technology because it's an interesting new dynamic in how we are going to be able to relate to each other and hang out uh, and go to conferences and events in VR. Uh, the term is called instancing, or I've heard it called sharding, like a shard. Um, okay. And it's only a certain amount of avatars can come into one instance before it, the, the system starts to overload. It's too much information, so it rolls over to an, a second instance. That fills up and then it keeps going subsequently. So it's really interesting. So right now, some of the platforms, they have a 20 avatar minimum, they have all spaces of 50, but th that can increase. Um, we've had thousands and thousands of people come in. As for millions, I don't think we're quite there yet, but uh, the rate that technology is advancing, I wouldn't be surprised. So does yeah, that definitely. mean that's a multi a, a, a metaverse multiverse then? Because that <laughs> <laughs> it's mind-boggling. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I concur there, and I do have to mention that event with Belmont. I work with an awesome group of folks uh, called uh, the Flock inside of uh, a virtual reality of alt space to bring that uh, together. But in terms of, of numbers, right, and this is what we talk to the uh, record companies about, um, Burning Man, a great event, um, you know, very famous event, came to a virtual reality. Uh, and the numbers I've heard over that week of Burning Man uh, were upwards over 100,000 people. Um, coming in. Um, so, and just, and through the technology that, um, that Celeste is uh, speaking about, we're able to, to do that. And I, I get this all the time from my artists. Well, how many people can, can, uh, can come into my concert, can come to my event? And, you know, it, it's not just 50 because uh, that 50 room space is going to be replicated. Um, and now I can bring in almost an unlimited amount of, of folks uh, to that, to that concert. Yeah. 
it, it, it's clear to me. I, I was looking before we kind of jumped on today, and and there's so much news out about both technology platforms like Facebook, who obviously own things like Oculus, so they've been heavily invested in kind of that VR element of technology. I'm sure, like they've done an in-depth article today with The Verge about how they see themselves as the metaverse platform, and, and I think that's really interesting because kind of moving away almost from the social media element of it it's 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 like they've got a plan to move away from that and actually more into to this side of things and then Forbes you know again I think it was a day or two days ago quoting the Travis Scott kind of content that's happened on Altspace VR and stuff so it's it's clear to see that not only the artists but the technology everybody's kind of invested in moving this way and really getting the technology even further than where it is now and, and some of the stuff I've seen has been fantastic what do you think some of the misconceptions though and the myths are because the first thing that I that kind of jumps to my mind is right how who who am I writing this check to for like a million bucks <laughs> right like surely it's got to be super expensive well, actually, the events community can rejoice because producing in VR is actually a, a bit um, less expensive than in real life. Um, I, I think that you were talking about how people can have um, aversions or there's still a lot of misunderstanding. And um, there are, we philosophize about this all the time, how what VR is, what it's doing, how we act, um, how things can change for the better and and possibly you know for the worse but um, I'm an mm -hmm. optimist I really am and um since I've been in stepping inside of this technology and connecting with people and building communities and building businesses um, around events and music it's actually been incredibly inspirational and um, I feel really uplifted I feel really supported um, in my various communities I want to say I've also like we haven't touched so much about Sansar um, or some of the other event platforms, um, mm -hmm. Facebook Horizon is kind of has uh, been in beta, but it's it's up and coming, and um, we're you know there's just so there's different uh, smaller uh, companies that are also opening up their own uh, platforms that you can go to like Virbella is another one um, you can come to on your desktop. So a lot of us in the event industry, we kind of want to focus on things that are the most accessible. So yeah. the, the programs that you can use on your desktop in 2D mode along with anyone that happens to have the VR goggles and wants to come in for the full immersive experience, which I highly recommend, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a really good point, Celeste. You know, I um, I think everybody expects a desktop um, from a conference producer's point of view, yes. maybe something like that. Um, they want that, that smoothest transition from going, hey, come to a virtual event and then here it is for you. Mm -hmm. If I'm honest, I think that's why maybe quite a lot of people are actually underwhelmed or easily distracted from these experiences at the moment. They get overwhelmed. Enough. It's also the technology. So understanding how the technology works, uh, educating yourself moving forward and downloading all the apps and learning how to use them. It does take some time. It does. It's, um, but, but you'd be surprised. It's actually fairly intuitive. And a lot of the programs, the user interfaces are built specifically for people to be of ease of use. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, speaking of some misconceptions, we were uh, a little uh, disillusioned um, when we, you know, started uh, doing these events. We we thought that record companies and and folks would be flocking to us um, uh, initially for for some of these events, uh, but we found out that we really had to do some education. Uh, the perception is that it's going to be expensive uh, to do these because they're thinking about producing uh, this concert or thinking in, in terms of, uh, of that uh, and promoters and this and that. Um, but uh, it's, it's actually so a large part of what we, what we did was just education uh, yeah. of uh, educating that it's not expensive uh, at all. Um, and it's uh, it, a large, large, amount of expense which is not very expensive at all and we're talking a couple hundred bucks you can do, do things for uh, in in virtual reality and create um not only a great event but a spectacular event because you have virtual reality you can create these things you know someone can come in uh, example pitbull did uh 
did uh, did a concert in, in inside of uh, alt space and he came in on, on a spaceship uh, so anything that you can dream of sky's uh, the limit <laughs> the sky's the limit um, Sp for... surely space is the limit there is no <laughs> sky. Um, something, exactly. something that i've encountered also on a more philosophical level is an aversion because i think that that people have the sense that uh, there's a term called transhumanism, which means that maybe you could become more machine than man, right? So I do have some friends that are a little concerned about uh, virtual reality, but what I would say is you have to balance it. And this is what I'm saying with the event industry is you balance it. Um, so you're not, because <laughs> it's easy to get lost in the metaverse. It's fun in there, right? But you <laughs> take your goggles off, you go for a jog around the block, you live your life, you go, you still go out, you still go to physical events, but it, and maybe half the time you stay home with, sit on your amazingly comfortable couch with your VR goggles on and go to a conference and do business or hang out and party with us and dance in your living room and try not to spill drinks when you're dancing in VR. <laughs> Let's be very honest. I think two of the main kind of words that I hear around these types of events are accessibility and sustainability. And I think there's something really important about us as event organizers being honest and open, but also paying attention to those two topics. Yeah. Events aren't inherently sustainable. We build things and we break them for like moments in time we spend a lot of money trucking things in building stage sets you know flying people all around the world and ultimately we expect a, a, an audience to come from anywhere and everywhere to our event which could involve like airfare and all that kind of stuff but then there's the accessibility side of things even with all the infrastructure we've got for travel and hotels and all that kind of stuff that still might not be an accessible event for somebody both financially or or physically and this way well, it's got to surely you guys see as well that do you hear the same things? Is it is it do you agree that it's a more sustainable and more accessible yeah, we do. events and stuff? We do, and it really gets me thinking to uh, another misconception. Um, it, and I had an artist, a very famous artist, say, I, I, no, I don't want to do virtual reality because you know I like that connectivity with my audience. And uh, we've chosen the platform that we that that we've chosen Altspace because it gives another level of connectivity where um, uh, that concert goer that that buys that ticket unless they get a backstage pass, then you know there's no interactivity with the with, with the artist. Um, mm. But here we're showing you know you can have that. Hey, I'm having a, I'm actually having a discussion with with this person right here. Uh, just that that other level. Um, so. So uh, accessibility, uh, and we have uh, folks, and I do a lot of charity work uh, in, inside of VR, outside of VR. We have uh, folks um, that are, um, are are challenged in many ways, uh, mm -hmm. and they're able, they're getting in. And this is an include uh, uh, mental um, accessibility as well. So we have some people that are challenged, and they're able to get into get into VR, and they're able to to operate and uh, and socialize and get a social yeah. connection get a social connection uh, and so accessibility and many different levels and are, are available yeah on that same topic like social anxiety i have friends that actually have social anxiety and they feel more comfortable in vr they've told me that they actually they are more themselves there's less pressure i'm not sure exactly how the psychology works something else i really want to talk about and this is very very important is sustainability and we all know when we when, when there's huge events and conferences and concerts that we travel by plane there's a we have a, a large carbon footprint for a large part of the events industry and so this is something that can actually reduce the collective carbon footprint if a quarter you know maybe like a fifth of the people that would traditionally go to a conference are actually staying home and attending the conference through vr so mm -hmm. this is something i think that's actually very important we've been talking about this a lot uh, in our communities and feeling i feel very strongly about it actually um, i do too yeah another quick example here one of the largest uh, companies in the world uh, open text uh, and they have a policy uh, that, uh, you know, you can't require in-person meetings. Um, so how do the employees get together for quarterly reviews for the mandatory quarterly reviews? How do you get together for those meetings? Uh, so they actually uh, 
did a meeting, uh, had their quarterly meeting inside of uh, VR, inside of Altspace. Uh, and uh, it was uh, accessible to everyone uh, on that team, whether they had a headset or not, because uh, you could come in on 2D on your computer. Um, you can use a Mac, you can use a PC. Um, so it was, uh, it was very successful. I think that's that's a really interesting point, Jay. Well, because you know, events are inherently expensive for corporations and companies to send their their their, their team members to. But it is about you know, it's a lot of those events are helping educate, create business networks, connections, some some real core value there. But what inherently happens with those events is the same person goes year in, year out, and nobody from the organization gets a new foot in the door, maybe until that person leaves, or they just manage to get some extra budget from somewhere to go. And what I see is that, especially in that hybrid world of still physical events with having something in virtual reality, something in VR, something accessible that way, actually what that presents for most event organizers is more people through the door yes, overall absolutely. because now they can get involved. Um, actually, on the same topic, can you call up the CES pictures? Because I would actually really like to talk about okay. this particular conference. So everyone knows the Consumer Electronics Show that happens in Vegas every year. Uh, it's an international event, um, and, and literally hundreds of thousands of people travel to Vegas. Of course, it's a trip to Vegas is very fun, and you don't want to miss that. But also, um, some people can't. So. What you're looking at here is, um, we. I worked with the team as a producer. I worked with Dreamland XR and Chicken Waffle VR. Chicken Waffle are amazing 3D artists and world builders. And we had um, corporate sponsors. For instance, I'll just start here. So this kiosk was in the Vegas lobby that we create, our team created. This is Cleanbox, a company. The last uh, kiosk you saw in the previous picture was Alienware. Um, and so that's the example of what these uh, kiosks can look like, and you can actually pour you can actually click a link and go into a different world where you can talk rep to representatives. They're actually there. It doesn't, um, but you can talk to people in the lobby. Of course, can you scroll through a little bit more? Yeah, sure. So um, this was also uh, built and designed by by Finn Staber at Chicken Waffle. He's a, a very good 3D artist. So this was their conference hall that we actually had people come from all over the world stand at these podiums. We even had microphones that the avatars can pick up. What you're looking at in the background also is attendees that can show reactions through emojis. So when something is going on, when they're talking, they, they send up hearts and smiley faces or laughing faces. And we had thousands of people come to this actually. So this was more geared towards the VRXR community uh, part of CES. Okay. Um, so yeah, so we had signage on the two scroll forward. We also had, so if, like if any good, yeah, yeah, we had these booths, these kiosks. Um, and that's you, right, Celeste? Yeah, sorry, I'm double dipping. I'm double dipping because <laughs> I produce, but I love music. So I'm always, I love to DJ. And that's kind of how I got started in this whole thing is actually DJing in the multiverse. But yeah, we booked four different DJs to perform in the lobby. And then we worked with um, Insomniac events for the after party. And we worked with, an, we had two, we had a couple after parties. So Come on, it's Vegas. You've got to do it. <laughs> right. For those, for those people that are tuning into this, on an audio or on replay, do come and check out the, the the video version of this at like 29, 30 minutes in because these images that Celeste has sent over are doing a really, really good visual representation of, of, of what's possible. Um, Celeste, I'll let you go back on. I just wanted to get that in oh, there for those people. No, we can scroll listening. through this. Again, since this is geared towards the events community, I I'm sure everyone knows that the conferences are, are big money makers and also yeah. it's the exchange of information and commerce. And so, um, this can actually happen in VR and people, you can expand your audience um, by, from people that wouldn't normally travel to a physical conference or even want to attend, just mm -hmm. see it on YouTube. The 2D gets old. The Zoom is getting old also. Can we just say like Zoom? Everyone has Zoom fatigue. So this is kind of like a fresh, fun new way to also be a fun cartoon character and design your avatar and wander around and mm -hmm. um, connect with <laughs> people. You kind of have to be a, um, a little bold. This, we had a red carpet area. Oh, by the way, for the uh, events community, we have VR videographers that actually fly around to get footage. Uh, some of them have drone privileges, so they can turn into tiny little drones and fly around. So, so you can literally walk up to a drone and be like, hey, Bob, what's going on? <laughs> so this was a red carpet event with my bestie, Diva Sonic. She's a phenomenal music producer and composer. 
and a VR like fan. More, more mingling. So this was kind of like a bit of a breakout space, expo hall kind of setup, right? Like the Vegas lobby. <laughs> yeah, you look out the window; they did an exact replica of of, of, of Vegas. Oh so, yeah, I can yeah, see chicken that. waffle. And also, the guy in the yellow and pink is Chris Cresatelli from Dreamland XR, and he's a long-standing member. Uh, really fun to work with, and he was the executive producer of CE, uh, the CES-sponsored Dreamland XR event in yeah. all space. What I, what I love is you can be so expressive, can't you, in terms of like um, what you look like, how you look, yes. what you, how you're representing yeah. yourself, how, how the brand of yourself, and I think that's why things like Fortnite and those other kind of gaming environments that that some of this technology is built upon the back of, like. That's why they've been so successful, haven't they? Because they've been given the, they've been giving people an outlet to be able to go to something that's really engaging with the community, but also express themselves in the way that they in the way that they want. So we we've gotten we've got some ice here though. So what was what was this one? How did how did people? This looks very so cool. James, James <laughs> knows this because it's actually surprisingly fun to go ice skating or roller skating in virtual reality, and we do it frequently. And we have roller discos. Um, this this one was one of the after parties for CES, and we had an ice skating rink that was built, and we worked with the production team that built this. Uh, they're another team in um, that, across the metaverse that does phenomenal work. We had a DJ uh, in the middle of this ring here. Um, DJ Ski from Los Angeles. So we broadcast him live. If you look ahead, the video screen was actually him in a live broadcast while people were skating around the rink, laughing, yeah. toasting marshmallows. We had these sticks that you could hold up and put over the fire so it looked like you're toasting marshmallows. I mean, it's hilarious. That's what the interact interactivity level is. People are so creative and hilarious and it makes it fun to go in there and just pretend. I love, I love the, I love the uh, poster outside the matrix. Staying <laughs> in VR outside the matrix. So what's what's it, to me then? It just seems that the, the only limitation is the imagination, right? And that's something that the events industry is not short of. Like it's got it in buckets. Generally, the 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 the, the problem is the budget to match the dream, isn't it? Do you, do you think? Do you do you agree with that, Jay Will? Definitely, definitely agree. So the it, you know the limits are only by what your what your imagination is limited you to, and and that's it. I'm I'm amazed, and I love to see new people come into VR uh, because once they look around and they see what's going on, and then they go create these amazing things. Uh, I mean, you can anything you can think of has been created and stuff that you've never thought of. Uh, has been created uh, in, in in virtual reality, uh, and and again, a large part of it is um, we have lots of designers, as as Celeste uh, mentioned. There's a, a super young lady um, named Artsy, and and she does great work. And there's lots of uh, uh, folks in there. Uh, it's really limited uh, to uh, in terms of budget. Uh, budget. It's it's uh, about what's what it's going to cost to create that, mm. that, that, that asset. And they've, they're reusable assets and reusable things. Um, but it really depends on, on what you're looking for. A lot of folks come in and they want something totally unique and that's totally fine. Um, but again, we don't want to think it's like super, super expensive uh, yeah. for, in most cases, a few hundred bucks, you're going to get this amazing space that you can do these amazing uh, things for. Uh, and the cool thing for uh, for event producers and uh, and artists and uh, DJs is it's not virtual money; it's real world money that <laughs> uh, that you're uh, that that you're making. Uh, and what I've really loved during this or crypto. Uh, oh, crypto. <laughs> I was just about thank uh, you, Celeste. I was just crypto. about to say I was I was, yeah. I was stopping myself from saying it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crypto, definitely um, uh, giving them, them an opportunity where they couldn't go out uh, but you're able to uh, sit at home in your garage in your base and your basement and still do an awesome set the same one you would have done at the club uh, and uh, and still make an uh, income uh, so I've, so I'm, I've I'm now gonna I'm gonna now go off and set up the nft digital version of a furniture and art and sculpture kind of supplier to, to digital events because that's how i see it going yeah. like all these people make tons of money don't they from supplying all the infrastructure the design the look and feel of physical events 
I don't see why I can't do it in the digital realm. I'm, I'm sure I can. Yes, definitely, sure I can. definitely. Yeah, definitely. and NFTs are coming into play um, with blockchain technology. Yeah. And it's, you know, you always talk about disruption in the tech world, mm. right? And it's inevitable. The disruption is this word that's going to just, it's going to put us yeah. all out of work unless we move, unless we kind of innovate. Um, it's just the way the world is working, but we have to fine tune it. Right, we have to make sure it's inclusive and um, and 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 educate people about it. But yeah, NFTs, I think, we're, are going to help to um, e uh, create equilibrium. And also for the music industry, I follow this because yeah. I write and release music. So um, making money has been increasingly challenging in the music world. So finding these new avenues has just been essential, and the innovation yeah. and technology has been just um, incredible uh, and a lot to wrap one's mind around. So there's a lot. <laughs> also, I have to say that we have found some amazing artists in virtual reality. Um, there are always showcases of talent, and we have seen some amazing vocalists, um, amazing um, performers. Um, so I, I've really been blown away. I, and now what they've been able to do is I mean, take someone from Philadelphia and now you're sitting uh, performing for um, for a record company uh, in L.A. Uh, in virtual reality. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, these things uh, happen on a weekly basis. Um, so it's, it's been pretty amazing. Yeah, you can see why some of the predictions by some of the big like firms at the moment are kind of quantifying where the event space is going. I mean, it's already a trillion dollar industry. It's, it's a big industry. It's, it's kind of weirdly run by a not that huge amount of people, but it's, <laughs> it's a big industry. Growing um, rapidly. But for, yeah, but for me, the growth is going to come from people being to more cost effectively and accessibly launch their own events launch their launch their own concert launch their own you know three-hour dj festival launch something for themselves without the inherent risk of having to book a venue and caterers and logistics and i mean health and safety alone is enough to probably yeah. put anybody off actually organizing their own event most of the time so for me these technologies are just going to, they're going to rapidly expand our sector. And the quicker something grows, the more people that are using the technology, the, the technology generally gets better, even quicker. So that means, you know, the difference between what we're seeing now to what we might see in like another decade. Mm -hmm. I just, I just can't even, I don't even think I can look that far ahead and, and kind of visualize <laughs> what it's going to be like. Yeah, just let your imagination run wild. Well, I, I on that it... point, uh, I was just going to say, well, and you can carry on talking, Celeste. What I'd love to do is bring up another video that you brought in that we could, we've got to show, which is another. I hope my laptop doesn't fall over playing this, so we'll we'll, we'll go. But I'm just going to add the video to the stream now because this is another representation of what you can do, right? With um, are you going to play? Please play. Is it playing? Do you guys see that? I don't see that. Do you? Um, no, if if it's the concert series, it is. It was the the video that you sent me earlier. Um, so, it's you DJing. That's what it is, Celeste. Okay, yeah. So so I think something we can look at in the future that we're going to be seeing also for the music performance concert um, and um, festival industry is um, the the subsequent VR experience of a festival that's already happening so we might even see things like um say for instance you coachella um you can't go this year uh in real life um but you can buy a reduced rate ticket and um go into virtual reality on a platform that's going to have the performers perhaps maybe having motion capture suits on or some kind of volumetric capture or the hololens um so you can actually see them perform in, in a different form that's a little more high tech um and and then um that what's cool about that is also you can create environments around it like you can recreate coachella but you can put light shows up in the sky that you would never ever see you can have interactive experiences like dragons flying around the artists could also custom tailor it like okay so when i perform in vr i want a giant lion uh to come up and like attack me um it's i it's just so high tech it's, it's out of this world <laughs> did a uh we partnered with mushmouth media 
and then put on uh, an EDM rave, which Celeste was uh, a part of. It's fourteen. It's a fourteen-hour uh, <laughs> rave, <laughs> right? And so it, it was totally awesome. And uh, and what we we had uh, again, someone from uh, from the flock. Um, DJ Nitzo, he created uh, this world where there was, I don't know how many video screens it was, it was but it was uh, sensory overload uh, at, at best, but uh, the whole um, the whole facility was made up of these video screens. And so think about this light show, uh, this EDM show, and you're seeing uh, the DJ performer everywhere you look at every inch of space. And it was just a wild, crazy event. Loved it. Um, it was super. Uh, uh, Celeste definitely did her thing uh, in, uh, in, in that event. Uh, so we loved it. What we'll do, I know we didn't get that video to play there, but what we'll do is I'll get my video editor to overlay it while we were just speaking there so everybody can get a real good look at what uh, what Celeste can do in those environments and, and obviously another visual representation of what's possible with this technology. I think it, you, you kind of have to see it to really believe it. Um, I think it's 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 really good. I'm, I'm, Celeste, you've just sent me the link, so should we try and pull that up? Let me let's try and pull that up. See if we can get that to play as well. Where while while I'm doing that, guys, where where do you think people get started with this? Because for those that are maybe not as tech savvy as maybe those three in the room are here, it can be quite overwhelming. Like. Does it start with research? Is there a kind of education that you'd like to point people in the direction of? Like, what do you think is the best way to, to, to really get started with this type of event platform and stuff? Yeah, first of all, um, well, having an open mind about this new technology and being receptive uh, and um, tenacious to learn the technology to, to use it. Um, Again, there is a, a slight learning curve, but um, most people, like even the less tech savvy, we have trained and come in um, to various platforms. Um, so again, we are mostly, James and I are on Altspace, so you can download an application for either Mac or PC. And um, there are all kinds of instructional videos online. Um, I found a lot of members to go out of their way to help me find new and really floundering um, I've been so pleasantly surprised that people have come up to me and been like, "Hey, um, are you looking like are you looking for help?" But it, they just come out of the woodworks. It's pretty cool. Um, there's a couple. Uh, also, if if you really want to get into this, you PC was first of the game. So if you have a PC, um, like a fast gamer type, this always this technology always appeals to people that were into video games because it kind of feels like in a video game, but you have VR goggles that plug into a PC and you can use the more advanced uh, programs with the phenomenal graphics like Sansar or Neos. Um, we should talk about Roblox a little bit because that, that's a big one with the, the kids, the teens right now for music concerts and, and gaming. So yeah. are, they, are they building that themselves, the kids, or are the developers building it? For the kids, the kids are learning how to code. So the kids are learning how to build their wow. own games. So it's actually uh, Roblox is 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 um, millions of members that just kind of blew up, and now they have um, partnerships with different record labels and music companies for these large scale uh, concerts that A list artists come into and perform as avatars than in real life. Yeah, can uh, you blow up that video? This one here, that's what I was just about to say. I, I, it says Roblox right here, doesn't it, as well? So it looks like actually partying in the metaverse, which is your YouTube channel, is a great place to go and yeah. try and understand and start learning about this as well. Sorry, Jay, well, you were going to say. No, you say definitely, uh, I would uh, definitely do uh, research. Uh, a lot of the platforms have welcome centers, have um, um, introductory places that you can go for example horizons you when you jump into horizons there's uh, there's a, uh, someone an avatar there uh, someone there to help to uh, specifically there to help you um, move along and to help you uh, find out different uh, areas of, of horizons uh, uh, with um, with uh, alt space uh, there's campfire <laughs> uh, which is a uh, pretty common place that people will go and, and can get help. Uh, it's like a hub, a hub world. Like a hub. So you can always exactly. go back there. It's like a launch when you first get there. Um, 
So it's it's the place where you first convene with with uh, fellow avatars, and then um, you can create portal experiences. So people say you found um, a world that you really like, and you want to take everybody skydiving, right? So you can create the portal to skydiving world, and then people can latch onto it. You kind of go in. This is why like adventures in the metaverse. You go portal hopping with your friends to these new and different experiences. <laughs> so. Yeah, and I, I would say- I'm getting blown up here, guys. I'm like, yeah, to, go to, uh, <laughs> to different platforms with your friends. Um, and there's just different ways to move. Uh, there's different ways that you communicate and you know find uh, what's best for you. Uh, you know, For us, uh, Altspace, uh, for being an event producer, um, for me, I think, and the research that we've done and from our experience, what separates the different platforms um, okay. really uh, and what makes a great event, uh, what makes an okay event to a great event is the connectivity um, with the people. Uh, that okay. is the, the number one definite thing. Um, there are lots of, uh, of disconnected events. So for example, we do an, there's an event and the artist never interacts really with the um, um, with the, the with the fans, uh, with the participants, or and it's more just like almost like a video, right? Mm. And then, you know, the people and people feel disconnected to that. In alt space, uh, you can really get connected with that artist. Um, and when they that, and the reason we do live events every week is when they see that that DJ that DJ Celeste is live right here. And it's from my studio. It's a video screen that's being um, broadcast into VR. So, and we can yeah. do that both ways. So the people on the outside can see what's going on in VR, and the people in VR can see what's going on in the outside through video yeah. broadcast. Yeah. So it's walking between worlds, and you get a little bit of both. Uh, the metaverse. <laughs> it's a hybrid future we're all going to be living yeah. in. I, I I love that. That's that's amazing. We'll, we'll try and grab some some footage to overlay for, of of that kind of experience as well from you, Celeste. Guys, wait. Big picture, blue ball. I'm asking you to I'm asking you to look that decade into the into the future. Where do you think? I feel like you guys are going to be the rock stars of the metaverse world from the events industry. So I'm, I feel like I'm lucky that I've got you both on my on my show today. When before you way way too busy, but where do you think where where do you think where do you think we're going to be in in the next decade? Do you think this will do you think we'll be talking about metaverse or do you, will this just be expected to be a part of the events industry? It's, it's it'll be the norm. I personally think it's going to be the norm, but I think it's going to be maybe a half and half because we still need the physical interaction. There's certain things you can't do unless you're at a, a real conference physically. So I think we'll see a bit of both. But um, for public health, of course, if these pandemics become more of a norm, this is going to be like this technology is going to take over fast. Um, <laughs> Don't you think, James? Yeah, definitely. I definitely see it being the norm. Uh, and, you know, the, all the things that we've read about as kids, what the future is going to look like uh, and um, the things that we've seen in movies, you know, a lot of that stuff is true in, in VR and the merging of those two worlds. I think it's just going to be seamless and, and the expectation. Um, right. And so, you know, with, uh, some of, with, with kids and like my, my, my niece, um, nephew, uh, picked up, um, picked up, uh, a device and started just, you know, because it's expected that there's that interactivity. They've mm -hmm. never known uh, a, a dial up phone, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And so they've, they've, uh, <laughs> a rotary dial. I think so game gamification. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah. with that expectation is gamification because kids these yeah. days, they love and it's fun as an adult. Like, I like, I like it when there's interactive games involved and this is something that we can integrate into different. Um, experiences and events in the metaverse that makes it playful and fun to experience. So yeah. gamification and interactive activities that groups can can do that you couldn't normally do in real life, like fly around. Like we do flying tours. Yeah, <laughs> it, it won't be the photo photo booth, the digital photo booth selfie. It will be the epic video fly through video that you got of your experience at these in these VR environments, right? Yeah, or, you can hire a VR videographer to follow you around and document um, and give you a video at the end too. So awesome! awesome. Well, guys, 
I, I I know you're you're both super busy. I really appreciate you coming back on coming onto the show and talking to us about all these amazing things. I'm gonna link in the show notes to as much of the stuff that you've mentioned, the platforms, your own sites, your own, you know, everything that people can check out with you. But where is the best place for somebody to connect up with you individually if they want to talk about, you know, working with you or hiring you or, or just learning a little bit more about what we've been discussing? Celeste, where's the best place for you to 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 get people to get in contact with you? Um, so I am guilty of being on Facebook way too often, but I'm Celeste. <laughs> I'm Celeste Lear, so C-E-L-E-S-T-E-L-E-A-R. I'm easy to find. I'm all over the place. So um, I have my DJ website, which is djcelestlayer.com with my email. Also, like mixes and videos of things that are going on um, in the metaverse and in and in real life. Um, so okay. Facebook's a good place. I'm on um, LinkedIn. Also, feel free to awesome. reach out. <laughs> Jay, well for you. Okay, uh, so website uh, www.vavim.com, and just mention really quickly to. Uh, Big events coming up, uh, the Hip Hop Film Festival uh, coming up in August. Really big event, great event. It's the emergence of of music and film and uh, and uh, virtual reality. And and there's lots of stuff going on in the real world there. Uh, Queen Latifah is their GOAT this year. Uh, they yeah. <laughs> they're also helping us with uh, our big event coming up here August 1st. Uh, legendary, legendary Chuck D., Public Enemy coming into VR. He is actually creating uh, his own metaverse, if you will, in <laughs> reality. So Chuck D, wow. Public Enemy, uh, August first, uh, only in alt space. And so very excited go. about that. Yeah. No excuse for anybody not to check that out. Right? No travel <laughs> yes, restrictions. No <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on today, guys. For those that are watching or listening back, please do go up and connect up with Celeste and Jay Well. Check them out. Um, book them for your shows. Work with them. Hire, <laughs> hire them. They're clearly ahead of the game when it comes to this stuff. Um, that brings us nicely to the end of the show. And we'll see you 